Hey weirdo, what's your superpower and how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1, Issue 11, Part 2 of Just Us Weirdos. This is Part 2 of a story, so if you didn't listen last week, I highly recommend you do that. In fact, you should probably go back to Episode 1 and start there. This is a serialized story, so every episode builds on the previous one. For those of you returning, welcome back. Get comfortable, think of something weird, and put a smile on your face. It's time for issue number 11, part 2 of Just Us Weirdos. The Secret Origins of Boa Convictor Eighteen years ago in Quadropolis, Bernie quits his job on the spot and starts writing comics again. Much to his mother's surprise, he is quite successful. Bernie's work is in comic books, graphic novels, movies, and TV shows. Bernie not only makes a lot of money, but he has a tremendously large following. The weirdest part about it is that people act as if his creations are real. After a time, it becomes too real. One evening, an 11-year-old girl named Hope has finished reading the origin story of Promethea, a well-known comic of Bernie's. In the story, Promethea tries to steal medicine from an evil company to share it with the people who need it, but she's caught in the process. The medical research company locks her up in a vat of experimental medicine on the roof of their building. When the first light of the morning sun strikes the vat, Promethea gains powers over flight, healing, and fire, becoming a superhero. In the real world, the 11-year-old Hope has decided to recreate the origin story on the roof of her own house. She doesn't have a vat of medicine, so she fills a kiddie pool with water. She doesn't have a chain, so she wraps a dog leash around herself. But she does stay up on her roof all night, and in the morning, tries to take flight by jumping off the side of her house. Hope falls to the ground and breaks seven bones. Bernie hears the news of this, and he feels like a villain. Kids have always tried to be like comic heroes, and sometimes they do foolish things. The difference here is that Bernie knows his writing is empowered by Hermes Caduceus. Bernie has the power to make people believe. Grateful that Hope is alive, Bernie covers all of her medical expenses and also sets up a college fund for her. He then takes up the rest of his money and donates it to programs around the world that buy books for kids and teach them how to write. Bernie considers throwing away the caduceus, but thinks again. I have been given a power, he says to himself, and it's up to me to use it for good and fairness. I might not be able to use it for truth myself, but I can make the world a truer place with my stories. He looks at the caduceus and says, By these twin snakes of Hermes, I have the power to convict people of my truth. Whether I want to be or not, Hermes has made me a superhero. Today I become Boa Convictor. Bernie approaches the smallest TV station in Quadropolis, QPDR, and applies for a job. He becomes a reporter, but notices that people are not as ready to believe him as they had been when he just wrote comic books. His bosses notice this too. They give him a job to cover a comic book convention in town and warn him that it's going to be his last job unless he tells a good story. But it works out. As long as he's talking about heroes or monsters, the Caduceus coin grows warm 
and people believe whatever Bernie is saying. Over the years, Bernie has made a bracelet of the coin, which people always think is a medical alert bracelet. It works for him. He has to figure out how to incorporate superheroes into all of his news stories, which feels really weird, but it works. People believe him. Even though he knows he's lying, Bernie makes sure that all of his stories push the people of Quadropolis in the right direction. On his TV show, he tells kids that superheroes stay in school, and the schools in Quadropolis begin to have lower dropout rates. Bernie tells people that superheroes do what is good, what is fair, and what is truthful, even though he knows that he's not telling the truth. Crime drops in Quadropolis, and the city is a better place. Many days, Bernie Connors feels like his superpower is lying, but he does his best to use it for good. Fast forward to present day at Herbert's Milkshake Emporium. As Bernie's story draws to a close, Dagny finds herself clutching the cold Caduceus bracelet that he has given her. It has stayed cold through the entire story, so Dagny knows that Bernie is telling the truth. A melted milkshake sits on the table in front of Dagny. Bernie has taken Dagny, Amina, and Kirby to a diner to tell them his story. But whether Bernie's story was enhanced by magic or not, Dagny couldn't take a break from listening for even one sip. Her hand shaking, Dagny returns the Caduceus bracelet to Bernie. Kirby breaks the silence. So if your powers are so great, why is crime starting to go back up? Why are villains starting to come back? I share my stories on television, Bernie says. Fewer people are watching these days. My superpower doesn't seem to work as well through the internet. The more a story is shared, the less power it seems to have. Wait a minute, Amina says. Your superpower is telling lies about superheroes. Yes. And you're the only one who ever reports on Wondar. Are you telling us? Is there no such thing as Wondar? I'm afraid not. The kids sit in stunned silence. Memories start reforming and snapping into place as the kids remember various events in the history of Quadropolis slightly differently. They realize that they've never seen a picture of Wondar, and she herself has never spoken on the news. They do remember Bernie talking about Wondar, describing her brilliant blue suit, amazing powers, and her passion for what is good, fair, and truthful, and staying in school. But now that they know, it seems obvious that there never was a Wondar. A few minutes ago, they couldn't have even imagined it. Bernie says, For a lot of years, I think I was the only one in Quadropolis with superpowers. Now, it's the four of us. Amina shakes her head. It's the four of us and the villains. Oh my gosh, weirdos, there's no Wondar and there's never been. If anyone's going to stop the villains, it's going to have to be these three kids and Bernie Connors. They just need to figure out who the villains are first. Thank you so much for listening. And before I get to the usual credits, 
I'm going to remind you that next week will be the week that we stop the joke stopper. He's the supervillain who has the power to interrupt a joke at the worst possible moment, making sure it can never be funny. And he's trapped our creative director Gabe in Gabe's bedroom. The joke stopper's weakness are the letters U, B, and G. And we need your help coming up with a superpower. And we need your help coming up with a superpower that uses these letters to stop the joke stopper. I'll let you in on a little secret. Once we find the superpower, we can finally resolve the cliffhanger from a couple episodes ago and learn what happens when you cross a velociraptor with a 3D printer. You can email us your ideas at hero at justusweirdos.com or tell us about them on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos and Instagram at Just Us Weirdos Podcast. You can also go to our website at justusweirdos.com where you can find other ways to interact with us, including submitting villainous letters, heroes, and villain ideas. Our original theme music was written and performed by Joe Carnwath. Check him out at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. Right now, you're listening to Cinderella by Love Hustler, used by permission. Additional music includes Zigzag by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. And finally, dear listener... Wondar asked me to remind you, be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos. Weirdos.